Good morning, everybody. It is great to be here together to worship our God and to finally get to be together after a whole week of not seeing one another. This morning, I want to talk about something for just a few minutes that I think is something we all go through, but it's not always easy to talk about. And that is some of our spiritual feelings we deal with. As we go through our Christian walk, you can study all you want. You can process God's word, but there are going to be roadblocks that, go, that get in your way because of things you feel internally, spiritual feelings. And the two ones I want to talk about this morning are the feelings of distance from God and feelings of doubt. Now, feelings of distance from God, I think that is kind of self-explanatory. You go through seasons where you, you don't feel close to God. You're trying to, to worship God. You're trying to understand God, and you're trying to... Uh, have a close relationship with him through studying his word, and you just can't get there. And there's feelings of doubt where doubt can be more than just, you know, I don't believe God. Doubt can be a lot of different ways it can work its way into our lives. And so I want to talk about for just a minute those two things this morning. I don't have very long. I'm not going to be giving a lot of answers to these big, long discussions that people have written books on. <clears throat> and I'm sure you might have a lot more experience than me. But I want to just talk about a few things to give us some assurance and to give us a little comfort that you're not alone and that we can use these feelings, hopefully, uh, for our, our betterment. So I want, to, I want to talk about four main points. The fact that this is common, the fact that there are examples in the Bible of this happening, and that we have some, a little bit of scriptural advice to go along with these feelings, and how we can use them, hopefully, as a tool. So first, this, these feelings of distance from God. Feelings of distance from God are something that is almost <clears throat> something you, that makes you know you're alive spiritually. It's showing you that you care when you don't feel like you're close to God. That's showing that you care enough about God to be concerned about that. That's something that is so common to everyone in this room who's concerned spiritually and to everyone who's ever lived. In Psalm 13, we have David, the man who is described as a man after God's own heart. That's a pretty high description of someone. But listen to what David says. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long shall my soul, shall I, shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? David came before the Lord, and there's a lot of psalms that kind of have this, this plea for help, and this plea for God's presence in his life, but this one is describing David feeling in a place where God was just forgetting him. God, I, I, don't, I can't understand you. I don't feel like you're with me. I can't see you. That is something that is so common. So if David felt it, it is totally normal for us to feel it. Throughout the Bible, we read of things like this happening. But then we, we are given some scriptural advice as to how to handle things like this. And uh, Prayer and fasting is something that's discussed throughout the Bible. Now, I used to think that fasting was kind of an Old Testament thing. We talked about that a lot when they would repent and they would fast. But really, Jesus gives us instruction for fasting in Matthew 6. So this is, this is something that we're supposed to be doing. This is something God's people have always done. Throughout the New Testament, God's people have done it. In 1 Corinthians 7, verse 5, Acts 14, verse 23, Esther, uh, this Old Testament, 4, verse 16, when Esther was about to go before the king, she was about to lose her life, possibly. And she said, tell my people to pray and fast. Fasting is where you don't eat. Sometimes people don't drink. 
But really, it's common to say, well, I'm not going to fast, or I'm not going to eat, I'm going to fast for 24 hours or a couple days. Jesus did it for 40 days. So fasting and prayer is something that God's people have always done to bring their focus in on God, to bring their pleas before Him, and to show that they're really serious about what they're doing. Fasting has a way of drawing us into something that we are trying to focus on. Joel says, and the prophet, uh, the prophet Joel says in Joel 2, verses 12 through 13, he says, Now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, and with mourning. So rend your heart, and not your garments. Return to the Lord, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness, and he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him. Joel is saying here that the commandment from God is to turn with all of your heart. And part of that process for them was to turn and really humble themselves and fast. That process of, of not eating showed that they were more concerned about their repentance and more concerned about what God thought of them than anything else. It had a way of honing them in on what they were trying to do. Luke 2, verse 37, we read of it happening. Nehemiah 1, verse 4, Daniel 9, 3 through 5, Ezra 8, 21 through 23. And like I said, Matthew 6, Jesus gives his instructions. So if you're feeling those feelings of distance from God, it's not always something you can just fix. But throughout the Bible, we have instruction that when people are trying to draw near to God, part of that process is prayer, fasting, and meditation to really zero in on what they're trying to do. And just to remember that if you're feeling these feelings of distance, this could be a tool to show you that you want to get closer to God. Because if you don't have those feelings like, man, I'm not close enough to God. I don't understand God enough. I want to be nearer to Him. Then why would you ever seek to be closer? Because if God is here, what's going to drive us toward Him more? What if we were just like, yeah, I'm feeling all right. I'm, I'm good where we're at. But that feeling of distance from God is something that pushes us closer. So let's learn to use that as a tool. Now I'm going to change gears for just a minute to feelings of doubt. They can come up in a lot of different ways. I'm going to start in the same place uh, we just left off, is that you can use doubt as a tool. For all these feelings, don't feel bad if you're experiencing them. It is something that everyone does. But these feelings of doubt can show you where specific areas are that you can refine your faith. Romans 10 verse 17 says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if you're feeling like you're doubting different things about God or feeling doubts about different things in your faith, we're told that understanding God's word, hearing his word is something that builds that. So don't be afraid to dive deeper. Sometimes it's not that easy. Just, oh, I do, I do read. Why is my faith stronger? Keep studying. But just know that we're going to, I'm not going to answer all these questions or try to solve all these issues, but to show us that there are examples in the Bible of this. Peter, in Matthew 14, verse 31, was when he was walking on the water, he came out to Jesus, and when he, when he started to lose focus, lose, started to lose sight, he started to fall. Jesus caught him, and you remember the whole interaction. Well, when, he, when Jesus picked up Peter from the water, the, the whole situation ends with Jesus saying, Peter, why'd you doubt? And I think we're made, sometimes we feel like, man, I'm, doubt, I'm doubting, I feel bad. 
And then you just feel guilty. And then it's this zero, this spiral on yourself. But Jesus asked Peter, Peter, why did you doubt? I don't think it was like, like a, why would you doubt, dummy? What are you doing? I think he was asking him that just to have Peter think about it. What made you doubt? Because if Peter thought about why he doubted, he could go find something that would help that. And then he could not, not doubt next time. So Jesus leaves on a question there, I think, maybe to help us. If you're having doubts, ask yourself, why am I doubting? Zero in on it. Study it out. Let's all talk about it. We can have conversations. The more discussion about these things, the better. And we can zero in our doubts and help improve our faith so next time we don't doubt. Thomas, after the resurrection, all the disciples were, uh, were coming together. They're excited. They said, we've seen him. Jesus rose. He's back. Thomas said, I'm not going to believe it unless I stick my hands in his side, touch his hand. And then he gets his chance. And Jesus says, put your hands here. Put your hand here. Now don't doubt. He didn't rebuke him and, and say those things. He didn't say, don't doubt, before he showed him. He had him put his hands and in the holes in his hand, had him put his hand in his side before he said, now don't doubt. The reason I say that is because we can have those feelings of doubt. That is totally normal. Just let them drive us toward an answer. It can be easy to be like, oh, I've got all these doubts. I'm just going to walk away from it. But Jesus said, put your hands here. Look. Look into this. And then Jesus said, now don't doubt. Now that you have the evidence for what you were looking for. It's out there. And if you need more evidence, let's talk. Ask questions. We're family, right? We can, we can talk about these things. One of the main things I want us to get out of this, for both our feelings of distance from God and feelings of doubt in general, is that you should not feel bad for these. These are totally normal. They're things that we all go through, every single person in this room. So talk about it. You're not crazy. You're not weak spiritually if you feel these things. We can work on these things together and get closer to God. Those are my thoughts this morning. And if you have not begun this walk with God at all, you can start today. Come hearing the word of God, believing. We learn that if, if we believe and, and follow the process out, we will have salvation. You can repent of your past life. In Acts 2 verse 38, confess that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, according to Romans 10, 9 and 10, to be baptized for the remission of your sins, according to Mark 16 and 16. We thank you for listening to our podcast put on by the Church of Christ at 2215 Plans Road in Bakersfield. If you would like any additional information or you would like to receive a free Bible correspondence course by mail, please email us at info at churchofchristbakersfield.com. Our service times are Sundays at 1030 a.m. and 5 p.m. and Wednesdays at 730 p.m. Please make plans to join us. We would love for you to be our honored guest.